All right. Welcome back to the Pockets Podcast. We are back. We're recapping uh, March Madness as we finished our first four days. There are now 16 teams left in the Sweet 16. Um, we'll recap um, just kind of what, what went on day one and day two. Um, and day three and day four, sorry. And then I have made my Sweet 16 power rankings. And then I have ranked every conference's play so far in the tournament most of the relevant conferences i'm not i don't really care about the the small guys but um yeah it's it's been a little you know a little crazy with everything going on but uh there's a lot of content to recap here so we'll get into that and then in that most nfl way they have to they couldn't wait till you know today or yesterday or the days without college basketball they had to do it right in the middle of college basketball to um share stories about all the trades going on so there's a lot of nfl news that i'll um quickly just recap to keep you guys in the loop but it's mostly quarterback um movements i is what i focus on i don't really care about um you know like von miller to the bills yeah big whoop he's 45 years old so um yeah we'll just get into the um, we'll just get into march madness first i'd like to give a little shout out to my boys michigan for everyone getting pissed at them for making the uh the tourney and now they're one of two Big Ten teams in the um, Sweet 16. So um, you can say they had an easy road or whatever you want, but uh, I'm happy for my boys as they uh, look to get revenge over um, Villanova. All right, so we'll just get into to day one, last Thursday. Um, well, I pretty much just had the notable stories here, so I have the upsets. Um, the biggest news <clears throat> was the Peacocks of St. Peter's beating the SEC trash Kentucky squad. Um, it's not often you see a 15 seed beat a two, but it's happened. It happened last year. It happened, um, you know, to Michigan State, to Duke, to um, Georgetown. Um, it always seems to happen. So if you don't pick a two seed to lose in your bracket, then you're probably doing something wrong. I did pick a two seed to lose, two t- seed to lose, but I did not, unfortunately, pick Kentucky. So it was great to see Calipari's squad suck, um, and I just loved that little St. Peter's, who who knew they were in um, New Jersey, but uh, they they played a great game, and then we'll get into them on on day three. But they did knock out um, two ranked Kentucky, which I did have a future on, which was kind of disappointing. But I have other futures, so all is well. Um, the next upset was New Mexico State. Shout out Prince Bets Four. Prince Bet Four is on Twitter. Um, he picked New Mexico State over UConn. Um, I really thought UConn was going to win this game. I thought they're better than what they were with their history, and they looked pretty good in league play. But New Mexico State shocked them and uh, kicked UConn out of the tourney. And then one that I actually predicted um, against popular belief was Richmond over Iowa. Everyone was so high on Iowa and Iowa is just they were just really hot at the right at the wrong time, I guess. They they won the Big 10 tourney, so I guess you could say that's the right time, but um their only offense is just to bomb threes and then hopefully um, the Murray brothers do something worthwhile. But if they have a cold night like which they did against Richmond, game's over. They can't do anything. So, I predicted that one. I didn't think Iowa could keep up their shooting. Um percentages and of course they did not so the spiders of richmond close to my my uh, abode 
knocked out um, Iowa. And then the other upset, it's not even an upset because Michigan was favored, is Michigan over Colorado State. Um, the Michigan was 11 seed, Colorado State was a 6 seed. We'll get into the Mountain West and how I think they're trash. But good win for Michigan um, to move on to the second round. Day two, so last Friday, the notable wins were a smaller one. It wasn't as eventful of a day. There were close there were a lot of close games, but not a whole lot of upsets, um, which also I kind of predicted in one of my blogs. Um, Miami did beat USC. Miami was the 10 seed. USC was a 7. So, again, Miami's still in it, so we'll get into them. Um, Notre Dame beat, again, the SEC garbage Alabama squad. And then Iowa State, which was kind of the biggest upset of the day, was 11 seed Iowa State beats another SEC trash school, LSU. Um so again, not extremely eventful for day two, but there were a couple. There was two 11 seeds over sixes and then the, the 10 over the seven. Um, getting into day three now, um, to get into the Sweet 16, Michigan did knock out Tennessee. Um, once again, SEC is garbage. Um, but I'm not going to take credit away from Michigan. Tennessee was one of the hottest teams in college basketball, like Iowa. Um, they just won the SEC. You know, they're blowing teams out. Um, they looked really good um, throughout the season. And in the first game of the tournament, they just, I think they won their game by like 45. Um, so they, they were the team to beat, in my opinion. Um, that was before I realized that the SEC um, is not as strong as we thought it was. Um, but still, I'm not going to take credit away from Michigan. It's a great win. Um, you know, they're struggling. They don't have their point guard right now, but they're still finding ways to, to win. And don't get me started on Houston because... For the overall highest ever recruit at Michigan, he had zero points, zero assists, and two rebounds. He's completely useless out there. And Johns is a waste of breath. Um, but so, but it's, you know, Michigan's finding other ways to win. So kudos to them. They're they're dealing with it. Um, I We really need our five-star to step up and at least make maybe a shot. Like, that would be great. Um, it's an unreal stat. Like if he go, if he makes two three pointers in a game, Michigan has like a nine, 85 percent chance to win. That's so stupid because, first of all, if you can't make two three pointers a game as a three point specialist, then what are you doing? You know, like I, I, you know, I granted I only played JV basketball as my highest level, but I would just jack up threes. And if you're just jacking them up like he does, he was like 0 for 10. I guarantee you, in JV basketball, if I was jacking up 10 threes, I would make at least two. But anyways, need some help from him. We have Villanova, a rematch from, I believe it was 2017 or 2018 in the national championship. So, yeah, I don't think anyone's still in the squad. Maybe maybe Brooks was still in the squad at that point. But revenge game. Um, yeah, so I'm excited for it. Um, another huge upset was... Um, UNC North Carolina knocked out the first one seed as in Baylor. Um, I I didn't bet this, but I should have. UNC's offense right now was unreal. Um, they're really high powered. They have a lot of energy. I it was just an upset that I should have bet. I don't know why I didn't, but I saw it coming. Really thought the defending national champions Baylor would do something, but UNC. And they were up by like 20 and it went to overtime, which was kind of shocking. But I guess that's what happens when you're the underdog and 
the better team goes on a run. But UNC held out in overtime to win it and knocked off our first one seed. And then, for the second time ever in history and two years in a row, let that sink in. You know, the tournament's been around for what? 30, 40, 30 years maybe? I don't know, 85, 40 years? Um, first time ever a two seed has made it to, the, or a 15 seed, sorry, has made it to the Sweet 16 and it's back-to-back years. Last year was Oral Roberts. This year, St. Peter's knocks off Murray State. I think Prince Bet took this one. I think uh, Paddington did as well, but I, I should have. I saw it coming. Murray State, everyone says, oh, they're 32-2. and two. Yeah, well, I don't even know what conference they're in. And they barely beat San Francisco. They took them to overtime. I should have seen St. Peter's. Obviously, Murray State's a more talented team, but St. Peter's has the momentum. They have the story behind them. And Murray State, again, is not a strong seven seed. Not even a power eight conference, probably. If you you know, if you include the Big East and then two what the American, and then God, you could pick whatever you want. And Murray State's not even close to that conference. So it was an upset that I should have predicted, but I didn't. But yep, Peacocks are now in the Sweet 16. They will be facing off against Purdue, which I think Purdue will swamp them, but that's coming up. <clears throat> Day four, so Sunday, um, Houston knocks off Illinois. Not a surprise. Illinois is extremely loaded, but they just can't sit, seem to fit all the pieces together at the right time. Um, and at Houston, I had my doubts, them being you know a smaller conference school, but it is Houston, and we have to remember Houston seems to always make a run in the tourney. You know, with especially the last couple of years, um, they seem to always find their way in the Elite Eight. I think they made it to one Final Four. Um, there's a really good defensive team, and they've picked up their offense this year. <clears throat> so they'll they'll have their hands full um, next round against Arizona. But um, yeah, Houston knocks off Illinois. Another disappointing day for the Big Ten as Wisconsin lost to Iowa State. Um, Iowa State is an 11 seed, so that makes them and Michigan the two 11 seeds making it to the Sweet 16. Um, Iowa State, again, I was I was telling Prince this, that they are a very, very weird team. Um, they literally play no offense and just only do defense, and somehow it's working for them. Um, you know, they played LSU, which is very much similar to that, a very defensive team. And then they played Wisconsin, who was a very defensive team. And then pretty much Iowa State just scored a little bit more points to win it. Um, they're, just, they're just a very weird team. And I remember telling this to Cam on our, on our to Prince on our um, Twitter space is that, you know, if I know anything about March, it's that weird teams do surprisingly well. And Iowa State is the weirdest team I've ever watched. Um, they were ranked like 10 at one point in the season. They went like on a 12-game losing streak. And then now all of a sudden are making a run in the tournament. They're just a very weird team. So another weird team is Michigan, but obviously um, you already know that. And you already know my allegiance to them. Um, and then to prove the SEC's garbage, Miami 10 seed knocks off two seed Auburn. Um, so Miami will be facing off against Iowa State um, in the Sweet 16. So automatically a 10 or 11 seed will be in the lead eight. Um, you know, hopefully we get a 15 seed in there in St. Peter's and hopefully, you know, we get Michigan there as 11. But um, yeah, SEC garbage. Um, so now that's just a recap of m mostly the underdogs. Um, there was a couple close games I didn't touch on just to try to keep this a little short. Um, but there were a, cl a couple close scares there. Uh, I know Arizona went to overtime. Um, you know, there's a couple other close games. But um, 
So getting into the Sweet 16, I, I power ranked everyone. If you want to check out the blog for more depth, I'll just quickly um, recap my uh, my power ranking. So basically, Sweet 16, I took all 16 teams and I seeded them one through 16. Um, so as 16, the 16th seed, I do have still St. Peter's as the last team. Just athletically, they are not there, but they do have crazy momentum. Um, and it's hard to, you know, they they have the will to win. They just don't have the talent. It's going to be a tough matchup against Purdue as Purdue's stacked with talent. Um, I just don't think, you know, St. Peter's is hanging on with their defense. They're terrible in offense, 225th in offensive efficiency. Um, I just think Purdue is just so much more talented. So, but, you know, who knows? Maybe St. Peter's will win. 15, at 15, I have Iowa State. Um, you know, they, again, they are just a really weird team. That makes no sense that they're here, but they are. Um, they, again, they have a really good defense, and it looks like this they've never practiced offense before. So they're streaky. They have, if they get up and get energy, they're very dangerous because, again, they just, they ride on, they live off of energy. And their defense excels when that happens. But they, they just, if they find themselves, they're, themselves down in a game they have a hard time getting back in it um you know both both their two games i think the total points in both two games for both teams is 214 points so that's like averaging 53 per team a game like it's it's they're winning games by scoring 50 points so it's very uncommon 14 the only sec team left is arkansas i have them at 14th um they are frauds i'll just say that right now they have played um vermont close in round one yeah you heard it's vermont they think they beat vermont by like four or five then they beat new mexico state by five like they beat a 12 seed and then the 13 seed so yeah they're frauds and especially seeing how the sec's done um they're trash so arkansas 14th um, I just don't think they're strong. I see them getting absolutely murdered by, I believe they play Gonzaga. So, yep, good luck. Razorbacks will need it. Um, SEC's fraudulent. 13, I do have Michigan, despite my my love for them. They, if they if they want to be a great team, they can. There's a reason they're, you know, they start off the season ranked six in the country. Because um, they, they, they are loaded if you look at their recruiting numbers they're the players on the team dickinson might be one of the best big men in the country um they they are just very inconsistent so their point guards hurt you know they have a freshman point guard right now houston they have houston can't make a three diabate still young he has great games but then there's games he disappears you know just because of all these inconsistencies i'm having them at 13th i think they they should be on upset alert for um, like Villanova and other teams, because if they have the ability to be a really good team, it's just they can't put it all together most of the time. At 12, I have the U in Miami. Um, they've had a great tournament so far. I've made a lot of money betting Miami underdogs just in the regular season. They just are not getting the credit they deserve. But again, they have struggled in areas. Um, but they do have a good, great matchup to get into the um, Elite Eight. You know, they're playing um Iowa State so that they have a very good chance to make it into lead a and maybe that will give them some more momentum and become dangerous but 
yeah, they're 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 a solid squad, but I, I have them at 12th for a reason. 11th, I have the four seed Friars, ranked 11th in my Sweet 16 power rankings. Friars are jokes. Uh, again, they similar to Arkansas, they've had a joke of a path. They, you know, South Dakota State was a good team. They, they're a very good offensive team, and Providence won pretty easily in that game, which is shocking. But I did not, it did not surprise me a whole lot. And then they played Richmond in round two. So they played a 12 seed and a um, 13 seed. I think I think I screwed up um, Arkansas. 12 and 13 seed. So again, they've played no ones. They are up against, I believe, a one seed, Kansas. So I think uh, Providence is going to get spanked here. Um, they're just, they're, they're not a great team. They've They've had a good record, which is weird, but they're always, they never really blow teams out. They've lost the, or they beat Butler or lose the Butler. It seems like every other day and Butler's trash. So Providence, I just think they're, they're a little, yeah, they're a little, uh, alarm should be going off your head if you're thinking about betting them just because it's crazy that they're a four seed and have like the spreads on their games have been like three, four points against a 12 and a 13 seed so that should set alarms off don't bet on i don't think they're they're much good number 10 i have unc kind of the dark horse of the tourney this far um they absolutely murdered marquette in round one i think it was by like 40 40 or 50 points it was just a bloodbath and then they come out and you know beat the defending national champions baylor um pretty soundly you know it, it, it did go into overtime but they were up by like 24 with like six minutes left or something like that and then you know Baylor went on a run to make the game closer than it appeared but UNC won by like 10 at, in overtime so UNC their offense is great um I I I really like this team right now um I think everyone's all high and mighty on Duke but you have to remember North Carolina went into the Duke's probably biggest must-win game of the year besides tournament play, as in Coach K's last game at Cameron, and they just absolutely shit on Duke. So it's like they they play up to adversity. They love being the underdog. They just I think they just thrive off that. So I love UNC. Um, they are ten just because they just don't have the talent, but they have the passion. So UNC's ten. Nine, I got UCLA. On paper, UCLA is fantastic. They're 12th overall offensively in efficiency and 13th on defense. Um, and, and as we saw last year, they started as the play-in 11 seed and made it all the way to the Final Four. Um, us Michigan fans know because they beat Michigan State and Michigan, um, both in the tourney. So they, again, they have the potential of being a really good team. They just struggle sometimes, again, like Michigan, putting it all together. Um, they've been riddled with injuries this year. I think they're somewhat healthy now, but um, yeah, they're, they're, I wouldn't mess with them. They're, they're kind of dangerous, but yeah, they're, I have them at nine. Um, I don't think they're at the top of the pack lead eight. At eight seed, I do have Purdue. Um, I think the Big Ten, you know, I'm all high and mighty on the Big Ten. We haven't had a great tourney, you know, just Michigan and Purdue making it to the lead eight, or sorry, Sweet 16. Purdue, again, will probably make it to lead A because they have St. Peter's, but they are loaded and they should be better than they are. Um, they have Ivy, who is, a, I think, third in the mock draft. Edie, seven 
you know, seven foot four and Williams is actually the best center, but Edie and Williams aren't even on the floor at the same time. So they seem like they have a lot of potential and they, they just can't figure, like they seem like they should be a national contender and it just doesn't feel like they aren't, or they are. So um, it's a little weird there, but the, I do have them at eight. Seven, I have Texas Tech. Um, you know, the Big 12's had a good year so far. Texas Tech loves defense. They're number one on defense for a reason in the country. Um, they, that's just been their thing. And they've had multiple years like Houston um, of just making it to the finals, Final Four, Elite A, it's every year, and they just do it solely on defense. Um, and yeah, their offense does struggle, and that's where they're weak, but their defense is amazing. They're just long, they're fast, um, they're a dangerous team. They do face off against Duke, that'll be a great game. Um, we'll see how that goes. Six out of Houston, similar. Again, pretty much just listen to what I said for Texas Tech, great defensive team. Houston's also a very good offensive team. They've worked on their offense. Um, I just worry about them, them, you know, continually playing up to their opponent because, you know, every team they've played in the regular season is, it doesn't even compare to these big teams. But, um, yeah, they're good. They're always – they always seem to be relevant. So I have them at six. Duke, I have five. It's Coach Co- – <clears throat> sorry about that. Coach K's final season. You know, they have a lot uh, riding on them. They have a lot to play for. How great of a story would be to Coach K end up end his career on a nat- national championship? So they have a lot of thinking and reasons to play. But you know, with that comes nerves, and you know, um, if you know they they don't want to let down their coach. And I think they're a good squad. They have their. I think they'll beat Texas Tech. I just don't know how they'll go go against you know the number ones or the big number two. So. Duke got four. Kansas, I have at, or Duke, sorry, Duke got five. Kansas, I have four. Jayhawks are great. They're, you know, one seed for a reason. The Big 12 has proven to be a pretty competitive conference as opposed to others. Um, Kansas is just dangerous. They're fast. Um, whatever his name is, Akbaji is phenomenal. Um, they really just throw threes, though, when they start trailing, and that's when they become not who they are. Um, so if they find themselves down, their offense really goes to shit, and they start jacking threes, which isn't the answer. But they're a very powerful team. I you know, I picked them and win a couple of my brackets. Um, I can see them doing it again. Um, yeah, I like Kansas. Three, I actually have Villanova. Um, they are two seed. Um I, Villanova, again, they're always in contention. They just are a very fundamental team. They practice fundamentals. They're very disciplined. Their head coach is probably the best in the country. Besides, you know, I think he's better than Coach K now, but obviously Coach K has a better career. But their coach is great, Jay Wright. And um, Villanova, it's just a very – it's hard to beat a team that doesn't make mistakes. They make you beat yourself. They make you screw up. They make you – <clears throat> they make you just lose the game because Villanova doesn't make mistakes. Um, so that's, I think, what makes them so dangerous. Hopefully Michigan can prove me wrong, but I have a hard time seeing it. Two out of Arizona. Um, they started the season unranked, and they're kind of one of the biggest surprises this year. And now they, you know, since January, they've pretty much been in contention with Gonzaga for one and two overall. They're just a very big team. Um Coloco is their center at 7'1", at 280 pounds. He's he's coffee Goburn, but on steroids, like actually can hold the ball and not turn the ball over. Um, 
and then they're they're just long they're fast they're just they're a dangerous team one of the best records in the ncaa i really like their chances of, of winning it this year and then big surprise number one out of gonzaga um you know they're they have struggled not gonna lie in the tournament they had a scare in the first round ended up winning by you know 21 i had 22 and a half on the spread but i ended up winning by 21 in the first round and then only beat memphis by four but memphis I knew Memphis was a good team and Gonzaga would struggle, but Drew Timmy honestly needs to be double team. As much as I don't like the man, he's a very good player. And if you double him, you leave seven footer Chet wide open. And then, you know, they have another first rounder in Strother. Um, they're just probably the most talented team in the in the tournament. Um, again, though, they, they play a very bad schedule and it's just, if they can continue to play the big boys, back to back to back because they haven't done it all year they play you know scrum school so we'll see how they go obviously they're the favorite i have a lot of money on them to win the future um hopefully i'm proven wrong because i do not like Gonzaga. quickly i know we're getting along here i'll quickly go over my conference rankings um in the tournament and how they played i have the big 12 at number one um they just look where are they they just look dangerous um But you have, um, you know, Texas Tech, Kansas. Um, they're just a very high-powered team, very high-powered league. They have a lot of defense. That's all they do. Um, there's another team in there I'm missing, but um, yeah, they're number one. I have the ACC at two. You know, they have they have three teams in that Sweet 16: Duke, North Carolina, Miami. Um, you know, Virginia Tech was an upset that a lot of people predicted they ended up losing round one. Notre Dame made it kind of far from the play into the round of 32. But um, between Duke, North Carolina, Miami, there's a lot of big upsets there. They have played up to their potential. They look like a decent, like a decent squad. I do have the Big Ten. I know people are down on the Big Ten, but they did have nine teams this year. Fortunately, only two of those teams, Michigan and Purdue, made it to a Sweet 16. But a lot of those teams were underdogs. Rutgers was, you know, in the play-in game. Iowa was a bad beat. Indiana lost as an underdog. Wisconsin was a bad beat. Illinois was a bad beat. Ohio State lost as an underdog. And MSU lost as an underdog. So there's a couple of bad beats in there to, that kind of diminished the Big Ten. But a lot of their losses were, you know, as underdogs. And Michigan that was the underdog in two games and it squeaked it out. I just, I just think the Big Ten's better than people are giving that credit for. Next, I have the Pac-12. Um, they still have UCLA and Arizona in it, um, both contenders. USC lost Miami, um, which was a bad loss. But um, yeah, I just I you know with Arizona and, and UCLA as their two remaining teams, those are very powerful teams left, and I think the Pac-12 deserves a lot of credit. The Big East I have next. Um, you know they have Villanova and Providence in it. Where they struggled was their mid-ranked team. So like Creighton lost to Kansas. UConn got smoked, Marquette got smoked, and Seton Hall got smoked. So obviously our Villanova's a great team. Providence is a little fraudulent, but um, I just get a little worried about just the middle of the pack. Teams just did not perform well um, in the tournament. Next I have American. Um, Houston's great. Um, Memphis almost pulled off a great upset. I just think they're very strong and um, a, a decent, decent 
conference. Uh, next up, the West Coast, obviously Gonzaga. St. Mary's, I'll give them credit. Um, they, you know, they beat Gonzaga a little bit. Um, they gave UCLA a run for their money. Um, I, I like the West Coast. Um, I still think it's f- frauds, but Gonzaga is the number one. Um, SEC is garbage. They're uh, next. Uh, they are absolutely trash. They, from their six teams, the only team remaining is Arkansas. Um, they lost Tennessee to Michigan as a three seed. They lost a two seed to Miami. They lost a two seed in Kentucky. Alabama got upset. Let me see real quick. Arkansas won. Tennessee got upset. Auburn got upset. Alabama got upset. Kentucky got upset. LSU got upset. So they, unlike the Big Ten, they were all favorites. And only one team remains. And it's probably the weakest team. So that just should scream frauds. And then last out of the major conferences that are relevant, I have the Mountain West. <clears throat> 0 for 4, complete garbage. Colorado State, you suck. Got smoked by Michigan. San Diego State blew a loss or blew a lead to Creighton. Boise lost to Memphis. And Wyoming got murdered by Indiana. They are trash. Stop giving them six seeds, eight seeds. Give them 12 seeds and above. They haven't won a tournament game in, in years. They suck. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for college basketball. I'll quickly up, um, run down the, uh, NFL updates, all quarterback plays. And then I will have NCAA projections, um, probably Wednesday tomorrow for, um, <clears throat> actually let's, let's do it Thursday, Thursday morning. I'll do it for, um, the sweet 16 first games. Um, but let's get into NFL. The biggest ups- or update, Watson is of Cleveland Brown, despite his non-felony charges now. I think they're just civil lawsuits. Watson is in Cleveland. Baker has requested a trade. Where will Baker go? It's unknown at the moment, but the places that do need quarterbacks. Carolina doesn't really know what they're doing. Detroit, obviously, but I do not want Baker. Houston, you know, they lost Watson, and he could go to Seattle. Uh, I knew he really had high hopes on Indiana, but as we just saw, Matt Ryan is now a Colt. Um, so, all right. Didn't realize it cuts out at 30 minutes. So I was talking and nothing was recording, but I'll quickly finish off the NFL list i think i just got done saying watson's cleveland to cleveland this means baker is without a job um teams that really need quarterbacks carolina kind of detroit kind of houston obviously in seattle i know baker wanted to go to indianapolis but as we just saw matt ryan is now a colt um and the falcons just picked up marcus mariota so i don't know where baker's gonna go i don't even know if he'll start quite honestly i think he might have just ruined his career here He's not a great quarterback, I'll say it. He's short, he makes poor decisions. He's had great wide receivers and he's had a couple good runs for Cleveland, but I just don't know how good he is. Um, So yeah, Matt Ryan to the Colts is kind of weird. They're obviously in a must win situation. It looks like that doesn't really look like they're they're building anything. And then Mariota to the Falcons is interesting because he, you know, has playmaking ability, he's younger. Um, So we'll see what he does with the Falcons. Um, as a Skins fan, or more politically correct, a commander or communist, the Wentz is now a commander. Um, thank God I'm not a huge fan because I hate that. I don't like Wentz. I don't like his face. I don't like his 
I don't like anything about him. They, he got kicked out of Indiana because he wasn't a good leader. Got kicked out of Philly because they hated him. Um, I don't like him. I don't like him. I think he's pompous. I think he's an asshole. I don't think he'll be successful here. The Probably the one of the biggest ones is Russell Wilson is now a Bronco. He left Seattle. He's going to Denver, which supposedly, from what I've heard, is a stacked team. They just need a quarterback. We'll see if that's true. But... Um, yeah, so that's going to be weird seeing him not as a Seahawk, but I'm also not a huge Russell guy. So we'll see uh, see how he does at Denver. Um, Mitch Trubisky is at Steelers. Um, he's at Pittsburgh. That, that'll be interesting because, again, a different guy, as in not Ben Roethlisberger, will be on, in the Steelers uniform at quarterback. So that's interesting. And then my boy, Tom Brady, announced he is back. I believe it was Selection Sunday. He's back. He'll play at least one more season for the Bucks. Um, great news for me. I love Tom. But, yeah, so he's back. So that's that's basically what we got. A lot of quarterback play. Most quarterback moves I've seen in a long time. Um, and then this quarterback class is not loaded. So we have Kenny Pickett, Malik Williams, Matt Corral, um, and then that dude uh, from North Carolina. So not an extremely talented class. I know Detroit will probably draft a quarterback. You know, Houston and Seattle might as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I know this has been a long episode. Thank you for listening. And um, go blue. I'll have my NCA stuff coming this week. So Godspeed. God bless. Kisses.